0: Hi, my name is Zach Madden from Brad, Knack, and myself. Welcome to We Appreciate Your Ears. This episode, we will talk to the founders of a brand new label out of the UK, Kringle & Co., as well as some of the artists on their new EP, Next Christmas Classics, Volume 1. And we're going to start out with John Bonchi who's a professor at Berkeley School of Music and has worked for Warner Brothers Music Publishing and is currently Head Elf at Kringle & Co.
1: I've got John Bonchi here with us. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your ears.
0: It's been a pleasure to meet you and get to know you a bit here, John. What pulled you into this world in the beginning? What, what really drew you to music and syncs and working with artists, songwriters?
2: I guess it's it, you start out playing music when you're a kid and loving music and music is just becomes everything to you and you decide some reason you want to work in it. Um, I wanted to be a songwriter. Um, I worked in a recording studio in New York City when I was younger. That was one of the things I did. I eventually got myself to a label which led to working at a, at a publisher. I let go of all that songwriting thing I wanted to do and being an artist because I felt I could do a better job helping people out from the inside and having an understanding of how songs are created um, and and learning about where, how songs can be used and what songs um, can do for films or for, you know, they're, they're the backgrounds of our lives, aren't they? You hear a song and it immediately takes you somewhere. So that's pretty Absolutely. powerful. For a two or three minute ditty um, to do that, it's kind of exciting. I mean, and a lot of people push off the arts and as they're not, that's some kind of secondary or something that you, you really shouldn't pursue. But when you think about it, any of the arts, we all we all live for the arts, don't we? No matter what line of work we're in. And yeah, they are vitally important. They're, they're, they're what defines our
1: culture. So Kringle & Company is a division of KWS Blank Canvas that focuses on uh, Christmas songs. What, what right. can we expect from Kringle & Company UK for next year? <clears throat> well, definitely more songs. Um,
2: who knows, maybe we'll do... Um, a double a a bigger release been talking with uh, some library folks maybe we're going to get the music out to some some library folks and hopefully some syncs getting some songs uh synced to movies possibly commercials
1: so kringle and company is also looking for submissions for the upcoming next christmas classics volume two Uh, right yeah how many submissions do you expect and who will actually listen to them all we got well over 150
2: last year. So I, I kind of listened to all of them. The other, the other folks listened to them as well, but um, I've taken the the lead on being the, the, the head a and person for, for the songs. And then we, we, we tend to get together and listen to them and throw them around and see, see what we think of certain songs, especially, you know, cause we all have different tastes. It's good to get all different points of view and to get different takes on things. I listen to all of them and um, I, I've, I guess I uh, approach it as the the gut approach what what hits you first. I teach music publishing for Berkeley College of Music and when students ask me how do you know what, what a hit song is? I think you just know it when you hear it. It's hard to describe it, but it's one of those things you can't define but when you hear it you go ah that's the song right there or that's a song worth worth uh investing in. I try to get back to everyone. You want to make sure that you get back to people that are creative people sensitive people, these are songs are like their babies and you don't wanna just brush things off and be like a Simon Cowell on American Idol, you know, and just say, you know, that song was dreadful because a lot of songs have have good merits to them. They've got good parts to them. So they might not be completely where they need to be. And, and you know, I, I'll often make a suggestion to a writer as well, even if I'm not gonna take the song as to what could make this better, you know, and to this way they can present themselves better. Because sometimes you have songs that are, not recorded well, not performed well, they, they don't sound uh, where they should be. You know, maybe the it's not all in sync properly, you know, it's not tight. So making those kinds of suggestions that will ultimately help the writer instead of just saying, sorry, no, we can't use it. It's a kinder, gentler way to be.
1: Yeah, thank you, John. Now let's let's go to Tara Lynn and Katrina Walter Swift, co-founders of Kringle Co. And as we go along, we'll talk to the artists on the next Christmas Classics EP. But also Katrina and Tara Lynn, we're gonna ask you to stay with us and we'll get your comments too as we go along. So Zach, let's let's start with Katrina.
0: Hi, Katrina Swift. It's so nice to have you on. Thank Hi, you.
3: it's it's good to be here.
0: I wanted to ask you, Katrina, we are living in wild times. What is it like starting a label and publishing company in the UK in the 20s?
3: <laughs> well, it is uh, scary <laughs> and um, exciting at the same time because the possibilities are endless. And even though the time we're living in is quite different, um, I think it's a really fun uh thing to be doing and I'm really excited to be working on what, what we're working on and with different projects and um, but starting the company is really scary especially because I'm I'm not a business person <laughs> uh-huh. and my mom uh, is very much business person and she knows all of that. So I definitely take my creative side and add it to or try to add it to the company.
1: Katrina, you wrote a song a few years back called My Christmas Wish For You. Was that song an inspiration for the next Christmas Classics project?
3: That was just a, a Christmas present to my mom in uh, 2017. So I, I don't think it, it uh, kind of made its way to form <laughs> the <laughs> idea of Kringle & Co. So, um, so
1: that song is just a present for your mom. It's not available anywhere. Would it it be possible for us to play a little snippet of it?
3: Sure, sure. That would be wonderful. (laughs) Hey,
1: hey Zach, let's do that right now. Isn't that pretty, Brad? Oh, that's such a great thing. I can't wait to hear the whole song someday. Shall we switch over to Tara Lennon? Maybe you can dive a little deeper. Why is there a division of KWS Blank Canvas called Kringle & Co.?
4: Well, we were very excited about the opportunity to start a Christmas label. in England being a a really fabulous place to start a company and publishing and a label, especially because of the music coming out of England. Starting a new label gave us a brand new identity for just the Christmas side of things. And with that new identity, it opened up a whole new area of opportunity. Evergreen was a term that was introduced to me by our head elf, John. And uh, we were talking about how to structure the publishing. And so we were thinking pretty much of a nice evergreen forest, how it just keeps growing and growing. So the term evergreen came up because we were thinking about how can we make this a living project so it doesn't stop in three years or four years or however many. So the songs that we use this year, a lot of them will still use next year in different capacities. So it's something that's ongoing and evergreen. And I I really like that concept because it works. It's kind of like an a, I think a over time an, an annuity for the writers when the songs that are really popular, you know, start being heard again and again. And uh, it, it's great for us because then we have an opportunity to do some long-term planning. So we really like that idea. It's nice, it works.
0: They say I'm a songwriter and I wanna submit and I don't
1: know a thing.
4: For new songwriters, our Kringle & Co site has a call for songs
1: if you're listening now, this is your chance to submit for next year's release. Uh, just go to uk.com or, or actually, we'll, we'll put a link in our website, too, weappreciateyourears.com. So, okay, let's check in with the artists on this year's EP. I think, do we have Snow Problem ready? Is that right? Yeah? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, good. Their song is called Most of All. Let's hear some of it.
5: The avenue is filled with snow. It reminds me how I miss you so.
2: Especially when it starts to so fall. We're here this year with most not all.
4: We heard snow yes. problem the harmonies were wonderful i was thinking is this a choir or what is this it sounds so rich and full and uh, the lyrics were so heartfelt we we liked the song very much they're a great group they travel a lot they do a lot of christmas concerts all over and and uh, it, they're a joy to work with
0: hi no problem it's so nice to have you on we appreciate your ears and I'd like to um, start off by, if you would, just introduce yourselves and the band. Um, you have this full, really amazing sound, seemingly using just voices. So it's um, really impressive. I'd like you just to talk a little bit about yourselves and uh, who you are and, and how you got together and how you got your name.
6: OK, cool. I'll jump in first and because I'm about to be on the freeway. But also, um, <laughs> Meredith, I think, has an awesome story about how we all got together. So she could talk about that side of it. But um, my name is Michael Cole, and I am a guitar player and tenor vocalist from Los Angeles, California.
7: Uh, my name is Meredith Pyle, and I am the soprano vocalist in the group. And I'm from Texas originally, but now I live in Los Angeles Studio City specifically. Vera Lugo. I am the alto in the group. I'm from South Orange County, so I live in LA and that's not that far from home.
5: My name is Greg, or Gregory Fletcher. I was born in LA, relocated to the Inland Empire recently uh, to be closer to family, but still Cali boy, born and raised, um, and I sing all the low stuff and some of the high stuff uh, for the group.
7: So we actually met all singing um, in a caroling company. The other reindeer carolers were where we kind of got our roots and we spent about three or three or four years just doing random gigs but I don't think we ever actually the four of us had ever done a gig together until we were on this TV show um, called the Christmas caroler challenge on the CW network, Um, we were season two runner ups on that show. Um, but our very first time meeting and singing together was in preparation for that show like literally like maybe two days before the show was recorded Um, during the pandemic really in the in the height of the confusion surrounding the pandemic none of us had been vaccinated yet vaccines even weren't out yet and we got together on my outside patio and started kind of working through some of the arrangements we thought we might want to present on the show and and yeah that the name's no problem that's that's 100% Michael Cole honestly the thing that that we loved about it was that it just it echoed our sense of fun we went into the show having been in this crazy lockdown and not really having much expectation about the show just Honestly, treating it as the, this time of joy, um, getting to actually sing in person mm-hmm. together, you know, which we hadn't been able to do for five, six months before that. So it was a, a real just celebration. And, and that, that energy that we brought into the show, I think, is absolutely reflected in our sense of fun and play with the name and, and just who we are.
1: How did you hear about submitting for the uh, Kringle and Company
6: Next Christmas Classics Volume 1? How did that happen? John Bonchi, this Berkeley professor, who is one of the three partners at KWS blank Kansas Music. John happened to be looking for um, original Christmas music for this this album that they put together. Um, And so he reached out to me and we got to talking and he, he said, do you have anything? And I said, no, but I will because I've got this group, no problem, that um, just recorded something and it's about to enter mixing. Um, should be done in about a week, I told him. And three months later, the mix was finally done. And, uh, you know, John liked it enough to uh, pitch it to his colleagues and, and it made it onto the album. So that's how we found out about this opportunity and we're, we're really pumped to be included. With your experience, would you encourage other people to submit next year? My experience with these folks was nothing nothing other than absolutely lovely. I think they're really creative. They're really cool. Um, I love the fact that they personally reviewed every submission and decided, you know, the track order and thinking of different ways to market every single thing. And also, they're a brand new company, a brand new venture so that's just got a lot of juice and mojo around this, all of which is a long way of saying, absolutely, folks should submit because this is an opportunity to be part of something the ground floor, you know. So many licensing companies have 8 million and one different tracks that they're all theoretically trying to pitch um, and you get lost in the shuffle.
0: I was really just blown away by the sound of the track and I think it's so striking. I just love it. And part of that was how you balance the vocals and that low sound at the bottom is so impressive. Mixed with these pure kind of higher you know alto and soprano voices um was that a synth low down or is how did you get that or is that just all voice do
6: you want to talk about that michael or should i you should talk about it greg because you're the Um, man that he compliments yeah
5: please greg i want to hear the secrets here i mean yeah some of that is a, a, a lot of that is just how you choose to to produce the sound of the voice like obviously all of this is is vocal, so it starts out with us all singing as we typically would, as any human would. Um, and then some of that is, is just how it, we choose to, to treat the low end. Um, there's a little bit of like sub-harm down there just to soften it. Um, so it gives it like a little bit warmer of a quality, which is where you're getting a little bit of that, that synth quality, kind of like a, a pad. Um, yes, that's I what think, it feels like. A little yeah.
0: pad, it's awesome.
5: I yeah and I think it I think it suits the arrangement really well. um Michael you know wrote this um initially for the show um, and it was very timely when he wrote it and so he wanted it to have this this warm uh welcoming nurturing kind of feeling to you know the vocal aspect of it and so naturally, like as you get lower in the range, especially for me, like it does get a little bit warmer, but we just really wanted that to translate through the recording so you know yeah. there's a, there's a little bit of, of sauce and sweetness in there uh, um, yeah like just mixed up
1: hey Zach, let's um let's listen again and check out that low end
8: pain
7: i wish you could be
0: I was really just blown away by the sound of the track, and so impressive. And are you doing the beats with your mouth, or is that a synth? Uh, that's. I
1: mean, or like that's yeah. you. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. There's like I'm some percussions. That's <laughs> awesome. Great job. Is there a, a a copy or something you can see of your uh, TV show? that you were on, how can people find Snow Problem if they wanna go on and research?
7: The answer to all of those questions is snowproblem.la. That's our website. Um, That's where we're releasing new content. And as far as seeing the show, I'm not sure if the CW app still has it available, but that's where we all watched it on the CW app and it's called The Christmas Caroler Challenge. It was the 2020 season of it. It was also on Hulu, that's right. We don't have anything in the books right now for live, but we are involved in a couple different recording projects, um, which are going to transition into live projects. So make sure and follow us on Instagram. We'll be updating on all of that. Go to our website and you'll be able to see us hopefully in the next year.
1: Zach and I are up in Santa Barbara, which is near to you and a small community, but we'd love to have you uh, come up and do a show here and help set that up if we can at some point. you know, when it's fun to do shows and maybe a big Christmas thing next year would be great.
6: Yay! We'd love to do that.
1: We're
0: in. We could make a real celebration of it. I'd love that.
7: That sounds awesome. I also just want to make a little plug. We, um, we recently filmed a Netflix movie um, for um, a, a director and writer friend of mine, and it's called I Believe in Santa, and it's going to be coming out in the holiday season next, uh, next year as well. So keep oh, an fantastic. eye out for
0: that. Congratulations.
6: Thank you so much for having us. This has been super fun. Um, this is actually our first professional interview at Snow no Problem since the show, you know. It's been great talking to you both. I mean, it's it's been a pleasure. Thank Bye. you.
0: Happy All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy
6: <laughs> Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Zach.
1: All right. Thank you, Snow Problem. Now let's check back in with Katrina and Tara Lynn. There's one artist on the EP that you might be able to say a couple words about. It's Zach Madden, and she's Christmas Eve.
4: We know him, oh, yes. don't we? I think so. Nice fellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he? Doesn't he do something with Brad? Uh, Brad, what's his name? Brad Knack. Brad right, Knack. right. Right. Mm. <laughs> Great song. Great song. I have to say. This song has received a lot of comments. Yes, uh, this, the music supervisor that we've been ch- chatting with for the last few weeks says, "Oh, I could swim in his voice." So that's a compliment. That's yes. great. So
3: it's a beautiful song.
4: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. When you sing that song, you have to pass out the life preservers. <laughs> 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 great song, beautiful sentiment.
3: She's
1: Next up, we have Rondi Fay and her song Joy Whispered.
4: Joy Whispered was one of the songs that was a standout because the production was so beautiful. Her voice was so beautiful. The lyrics were wonderful. I think from the very beginning, we, we all gave it five stars. You know, we just love that song. And so there was no question that that was one of the songs that was one of our favorite songs. And so we were very, very honored to be able to work with her.
0: Rondi, it's a real pleasure to meet you. I love your song. It's beautiful. And and is that you singing on that? me singing, yep.
1: Wow, you've got a gift.
0: Oh, thanks. That's Roddy, so-
1: this is Rod. Welcome to welcome to our podcast. Um, thank you for joining us. And um, where, where are we speaking to you from?
4: I am in De Pere, Wisconsin, which is just right outside of Green Bay.
0: First, I'll just ask a question that I didn't plan. When you started writing songs, was it just something that you did naturally, or did you really seek it out because you love music? How did that process really you know, the songwriting process for you began?
4: I always had songs in my head. I mean, we'd make up songs. We'd just do stuff. So definitely very organic in nature. And that's when I went to Berkeley because I really wanted to augment this kind of goofy natural ear that I had, but support it with reality of chord structures and things like that.
0: Can you talk about the experience of writing that particular song and did the chorus come first or the verse or any particulars for this us songwriters these things
4: don't you love it when the songwriting just when it just fits and you I mean obviously you use moments like the like the chord when it goes um the greatest story ever told that was just like all of a sudden my hand just went to this chord and I'm like oh there we go you're like just like it was just a really fun song for me to write
0: I thank you for sharing that because that happens to me a lot you know Mm -hmm. like it's just a what some would call a mistake or a happy accident. Yeah. You know, I just, mm-hmm. instead of playing a G I play a G with an A in it. And I'm like, whoa, that's that sounds great. You know? Really and, cool. But, I love it. Yeah, that. you know, you go, oh, and I get chills for a second. I go, I wouldn't have planned that, but I'm glad yeah. it happened, yeah. Thank okay. you guys. soon. <laughs> I think
4: it's lovely. Alrighty. Okay. Bye, okay, bye-bye. Randy.
1: Thank you, Rondi. And now Zach and Katrina and Tara Lynn, let's go right into Make-A-Wish by NPK Productions. Zach, can we, can we do that right now? Make a wish Make a wish And you better
9: believe Spend all night With your closest ones Hope shines brighter Than a thousand suns Give away To the ones in need Everyone
3: Yes, Make-A-Wish. I I liked the lyrics. I thought were very beautiful, and I thought overall, it it just made, it was a really good feel-good song.
1: NPK Productions. Peter, are you there? Okay, wait, yes. Wait, you're on. Yeah, can you hear us? Okay, can you all introduce yourselves? I'm Peter Fleming, and I am currently located in a small town in Northern Ireland that's called Makara. Uh
8: My name is Natalia Djokic and I'm from Belgrade, Serbia, and uh, Belgrade is the capital of Serbia, so I'm, uh, I'm living there.
9: Hello. Um, yeah, my name is Chris Marston. I'm a songwriter from county down in Northern Ireland, knowing Peter Fleming for some time. And we recently started the collaboration with Natalia. We worked together remotely. Uh, Peter and I worked physically in the studio, working on the song the music, some of the lyrics, and then Natalie came along with a lyric, and then we kind of just worked around that.
0: Brad and I love the song. And personally, I really love your singing, man. I think you oh. have this like really cool tone, yeah. You bring the listener in. It all works really well together. I I wouldn't be one to normally write a Christmas song, um, which I I was really comfortable with
9: Natalia doing do that side of things, because when I tried, I came up with really ridiculous lines <laughs> about Christmas.
8: Make wish was actually our first uh, song, and uh, and I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, so uh, we just met over this conference, and uh, it was pure luck and. Uh,
6: Thankfully, it happened. so yes. now we have Make-A-Wish. So I put it to them. Uh, how about writing this Christmas song and see what happens? And that, that is the start of our
1: collaboration. Stuff like that, you know.
0: Can you discuss the recording of Make-A-Wish, uh, the guitar, drum sounds, how you got them? And did you record most of the tracks together live as a band or was it more of an overdubbing process? And just elaborate on that a bit. He
9: put it to me, you know, let's start writing songs. And so the action music was born just from a, I I had a little ukulele riff, which Pete would strum maybe some different chords to.
0: We had Nat's rough lyrics. I'd love the lyrics. Spend all night with your closest one. Hope shines brighter than a thousand suns. Give away to the ones in need. Everyone should feel loved on Christmas Eve. And this is where the band drops out to just the strumming and the guitar and vocal, beautiful, powerful words.
1: Hey, wait a second. Hey, Zach, let's play that part again right now.
7: Spend all
9: night with your closest ones. Hope shines brighter than a thousand suns. Give away to the ones in need. Everyone should feel on Christmas
2: Eve.
0: Now they just talk more about the lyrics if you would and, and their origins and then if, if if you're conscious of trying to get a message across in, in your songwriting or does it just kind of naturally happen like that well,
8: yeah thank you very much for the kind words so the whole idea of the lyrics the kind of lyrics was uh, to just make you feel something magical make you feel special and uh, the idea of the bridge the idea behind it was to take you away from the song of it and uh, it was just elaborate on the whole vibe uh, of Christmas Eve. Uh, So definitely it was about not just being focused on yourself and on your wishes, like make a wish uh, and you better believe, uh, but think about everyone else and uh, um, the world around you and to just give away all the love that you can. That is basically the the meaning of of the bridge.
1: Next year, Kringle & Company is going to be looking for submissions. With your experience working with them, would you encourage other people to submit for next year's? Yes,
3: definitely. Definitely. I know they only started, but so far,
1: everything's going great. This next track is the closing track on the EP. It's written by Stephen Chivers and features Peter Allen on vocals. Let's start by playing a bit of it right now, if that's okay. Zach, do you have it ready to go? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it's called Last Surprise. Oh, Santa Claus.
3: Yes, Stephen. Yes. I I, I thought that song was really beautiful. And um, the sentiment is really heartfelt and Really good it's song.
4: it's about keeping the keeping the magic of Christmas alive, you know. With those of those of the your listeners with children, you always want your children to remember the spirit of Christmas for as long as possible. And and uh, he's hoping that that last that gift under the tree won't be the last surprise. That there'll be another year.
0: Hey, steven it's it's uh, great to meet you. First of all, I'm a big fan of the song and and uh, the yeah. arrangement. It's, it's really nice. Um, and in the song, you reference magic. And yeah. I was wondering if you could talk more about that, how that applies to the song, because it feels like that for me, listening to it. It's a really yeah. beautiful song.
10: Uh, hi, I'm Stephen Chivers. Um, based in the UK, Oldbury, um, uh, just outside of Birmingham. The song itself was inspired by our youngest son, one of four. He's at that age now where he's sort of questioning Father Christmas, and for us, because Christmas is a big thing in our household. I mean, we've already got the Christmas tree up, and so we love Christmas and we love family and all the rest of it. So, for us, the sort of the the magic of Christmas comes from the sort of the the younger kids who get excited because Santa's come in and all the rest of it. So it's that kind of. For us, it's it's a it's a little sad because we're getting to that point now where all our other kids are grown up. Our youngest is at that point where he's not quite sure. So the song is, is basically inspired. It's, it's, it's us as parents ironically asking Santa to send us one more wish um, and to keep the surprises under the tree. So obviously to a young child, they're all surprises. As they get older, they're not so much surprises either. They kind of they know what they're getting. So it's about keeping that magic alive, the the magic of Christmas. So, you know, just give us one more year where he sort of, he he still believes.
0: (laughs) I think it's a great sentiment. I really do. Yeah.
4: What do you do when you have five great songs? You want to hear them, you want to play them, but you want people to see them and enjoy them in a lot of different ways. So what we did is we had a wonderful artist on the team, uh, Brad. That's me. Brad, that's Brad in his reindeer art. I, I saw those reindeer, and I had never seen the reindeer art before. And I thought, these are the most interesting reindeer. They're so, they, they just speak to you. So much fun, they had so much feeling. I thought, I would like to share them with other people at Christmas time. So we decided to create a line of Christmas cards. And that line, uh, we teamed up with a a company here in the UK that has been producing cards since the late 1800s and they're one of the leading companies. For each card, we have the original artwork and on the inside of the card, we have a line from each of the songs for each card. So each card, each song has its own bauble on the front, as we say in England, and a greeting inside the card. And on the back of the card, there's a special treat. Brad has designed a little gift. We have entered a special QR code so that this gift can be accessed with the person's smartphone just by scanning this little QR code present. They can actually hear the songs free on there. It's a private link that they can actually play and download. So for each card, there are five songs that come with each card.
1: Well, Tara Lynn and Katrina, on that exciting note, we're going to say, oh, hold on. Hey, wait, John, are you still with us? Okay, well, okay, we'll only ask you one last question. For next year, how how many submissions do you think there will be?
2: As the word spreads, hey, we're on this album, we're part of this project then they'll tell their friends, you know, it's like the before Facebook, I always said it was the rule of 50 to me, you know, each person knows at least 50 other people, I think, if you think about it. So if you have 12 songs or so that were captured this year, you can multiply that by 50, and maybe we'll get that many more um, in the coming year.
1: I can see thousands of submissions. It could
2: be exponential. You're right, it could be exponential. Once we get an important sync, that will also attract people to us as well. This is Brad Knack.
0: And this is Zach Madden of We Appreciate Your Ears, not What's New Pussycat. Brought to you by W-A-Y-E, Santa Barbara, New York, London.
1: Uh, Bye, Brad. Okay, bye, Zach.